morning, friends. This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. By the time this episode drops, it will be January 6th. The new year, you guys. Amazing. There are so many things the Lord wants to do in our life this year, you guys. And I am taking the revelations I had in 2019, and I'm sharing them with you through this podcast. I'm trying to take these revelations and integrate them into 2020. Um, in hopes of encouraging you guys to take a step back in your life. You know, what were the the main things that the Lord has been trying to reveal to you, you know, back in 2019? And how are you going to take that transformation into 2020? How are you going to let the light of Christ shine through your life, the grace he's poured into you, the transformation he wants to do? Um, how are you going to let that happen? And if it's not happening, what are the barriers in between you and the Lord and yourself and the rest of the world? What do you believe about God, about yourself, and about other people? Um, and are you seeing that those beliefs you have are not serving you? Um, my husband and I did a video, um, Soul Food Sunday. That would have been December 15th. You guys can check that out on uh, YouTube. And, you know, we were just kind of sharing the process of what it looks like, what it looks like to have a hardened heart. And uh, how do we get a hardened heart? What is the result of that? And, you know, a lot of people think a hardened heart is just, oh, you know, it's not loving. Right. And I, I could see that, but you know, it's even deeper than that. You guys, um, you know, what, where in your life are you refusing to let God change your beliefs? You know, how, how are your beliefs not serving you? How are you limiting yourself and your potential because of the things you believe, which all, all go back to, you know, the different environments that shaped you guys. So I, I strongly encourage you to go check out that, uh, that video that my husband and I did on so, uh, soul food Sunday on YouTube you guys check that out on there. We're trying to encourage you guys with the things the Lord is encouraging us with. And that is the point of this podcast. So thank everybody out there. Thank you guys for subscribing and sharing and, you know, rating this podcast. Um, thank you guys for your support. I hope you guys continue to share it with other people. I really want this podcast to make an impact on the rest of the world, but I need your guys' help for that. So uh, continue to share it with your friends. Uh, leave reviews on whatever platform you listen to it on, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Radio Public. You know, there's like seven different platforms out there that this podcast is available on. So whichever one you're listening to it on, be sure to drop a review, uh, good, bad, whatever. Just, you know, give give your thoughts out there. And when you guys do that, it definitely helps the podcast. So I need your help with that. So anyway, friends, let's jump into this. So over the weekend, you know, I was going through real journals and I was trying to, you know, like what was the main thing? in May of 2019 that the Lord was really just trying to remind me of. And I noticed this pattern and this theme and it was, you know, embrace your purpose, Ashley. Don't deny your process. And I'm going to try to break that down for you guys a little bit and just share. I don't have, you know, too many things written down about this. There's a couple things. So, you know, this is just going to be kind of off the top of my head, so to speak. And I've got a couple notes I want to share with you guys. So my husband and I were reading in Matthew 5 this morning and there was a verse that stuck out to me that kind of reminded me of this revelation and in Matthew 5 14 it says you are the light of the world a town built on a hill cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl instead they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven so I was just thinking about that whole concept, you know, embracing your embracing your purpose and not denying the process that God has put you in. And let me just give you guys an example 
from my own life. So maybe you can reflect on your life and see if, you know, maybe you're struggling in some ways to share your process and the grace that God has given to you with the rest of the world. So, you know, about five years ago when I finally, you know, realized the burden that I was under as we got out from underneath the church and, you know, and they said, you know, apologize or don't come back. You know, I knew that, you know, the bondage that I was in, uh, the controlling, the confusion, um, you know, just the manipulation, um, you know, all of the, all the relational dynamics that were going on. I knew I couldn't live with that any longer. And I had been praying for God just to kick me out. Um, I didn't have the heart to leave these people. They'd been in my life for a long time. They'd been there for me. It's really, really difficult times in my life. Um, you know, I told you guys, me and my husband, uh, we had, um, needed a place to stay after the economy tanked and what was it like February, 2009, the economy tanked, but then, you know, let's see, I had a baby, I think, gosh, it was 2008. I'm trying to remember you guys. Anyway, so, you know, we need somewhere to go. And, um, I think it was May of 2009. We ended up, you know, going to stay with the family in the church. And so we were always at the mercy of, of these guys helping us in that way. Um, we were in situations at the time that we honestly really had no control over. We couldn't control what was going on in the construction industry and my husband, you know, not having any work for a time and then starting a roofing business and, you know, trying to get that thing going. And so we really did need help at the time. And, um, you know, and as time went on, you know, you start realizing these dynamics that are very oppressive, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I was relying on these guys in the sense of, you know, you guys are helping me out, you know, and, uh, you know, needing a place to stay after we had foolishly decided to move out of the one place we were staying in at first, we went ahead and tried to rent a place on our own, you know, still only making, gosh, maybe $20,000 a year. You guys, that's not a lot of money. I think at the time, you know, we had three kids and we just couldn't make ends meet. And, uh, you know, we left because we wanted to get our own place. We wanted to be back on our feet. Um, it was, it's difficult when you're living with another family. Uh, they had, you know, their own dynamics. Um, all their kids, I think were teenagers at the time too. And so, you know, of course I'm here with my little kids. I'm still a young mom. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Um, you know, my oldest at the time, he was like four or five. Uh, he was pretty out of control because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I had no structure. I had nothing guiding me, no guiding principles, you know, whatever. I was just pretty much at the whim of whatever, you know, trying this and that and just, you know, doing anything and everything to feel like I had some kind of control over my life. And I just remember, you know, just feeling so, like I said, out of control. And, you know, so we finally, you know, we move out, we get into this other place that falls out. Then we end up staying with another family for 18 months inside the travel trailer with, you know, I think now we've got four kids because we were at the other place. I think I got pregnant with baby number four. And then she was a month old when we left that place that we, you know, tried to rent and didn't have enough money. So we move in into the travel trailer on this property for 18 months with another family that's part of the church. And so, you know, I always felt like no matter what was going on, even if it was stressful and chaos and, you know, just feeling very oppressed and controlled, I was like, you know what, you guys are helping me out. Who am I to complain about anything? Who am I to, you know, sit here and try to fix anything when I'm the one that needs to be fixed, obviously, right? I'm the one who needs help. I'm the one living with people you know, and all these kinds of things. And so I never felt like I could challenge anything because of the situation that I was in myself. You know, I was like, Ashley, you're in a very humble situation. And so, um, you know, but I didn't realize, uh, you know, 
also the lack of me learning, you know, trying to trust myself, just, you know, my discernment of, um, you know, the situation not being a healthy one, you know, because I told you guys, I lived in unhealthy situations my whole life as a child. So, you know, my radar for that stuff is really high, but I learned to deny that radar too for my own security and stability. As I shared with you guys before, I wasn't going to keep talking about what was going on at home because I didn't want to be ripped away from my mom. I'm not going to sit there and tell the church what's wrong because I don't want to have be really be out on the street with my kids and have nowhere to go. You know, uh, we don't have a lot of, we didn't have a lot of family where we're at. Our family's pretty far away from us, you know, where we live. And so it's like, where are we going to go? We don't have anybody, you know, it's always just been me and my husband and the kids, you know, my parents have been gone. My husband's parents are, you know, far. And, uh, so yeah, you know, there's just, we didn't have anybody. So it's like, we just only had the church. And so I'm not going to throw away my stability and security as a person, uh, you know, for the sake of really trying to, you know, get my, you know, learn to trust myself. Hey, you know what, this stuff, we need to start dealing, you know, facing these issues. I'm like, I have no authority to face the issues head on anyway. So once I finally got out from underneath of that and realized, you know, what was going on and the weight of everything, I was like, man, Lord, you know, I need to be healed. I, I didn't realize I had no boundaries in my life. I didn't realize that I was internalizing other people's judgments. I think I shared that with you guys. Um, you know, I think maybe I'll do another podcast about that. You guys internalizing man's judgment, the revelation behind that. Um, you know, and just realizing all these dynamics about myself and the way I was being with myself and with other people that was really suffocating. And so I started to ask Lord, you know, Lord, heal me, God, how do I recover myself from feeling like, you know, always worrying about what people say about me, always worrying about being judged and criticized and not having any control over my life. And, you know, being afraid to confront certain things with certain people because, you know, um, my, my, I feel like my security and stability is on the line and, you know, all these things. And, and God started to bring um, resources into my life, right? And, and that's the thing, you know, the issues we deal with, you guys, it's just the daily things, right? You got to start pinpointing where's your biggest burden you have in your life right now? Where do you really just feel suffocated? That's the area that God's grace is going to start to begin to work. And so for me, it was, um, you know, why do I care so much about what people think? Why do I worry about that? Why do I feel like I have no control in my life? And, you know, Boundaries, that book Boundaries came into my life from Dr. Henry Cloud. And so I started reading it and realizing that one of the biggest problems I had too was rescuing people, you know, and that's the whole codependent thing, you guys. And and I would take responsibility for other people and, and try to solve their problems and, and be there for them and all this kind of stuff, not realizing really what the where that had come from, the soil of that, right, which was seeing the problems that were happening with my parents, trying to solve their issues because I had learned to deny mine for the sake of theirs. Ashley, you don't talk to people about your problems because if you do, then your security is going to be ripped out. So I said, okay, I'm not going to talk about my problems. How do I help you fix your problems? So maybe my problems will go away. And so I took that mentality as an adult into all my relationships with people. You know, um, I was always helping people and always doing this and always doing that because I figured, well, maybe I'll have some peace in my life if I help you. Well, you know what? That's a really heavy load to carry, you guys, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm not giving people their power in their life to make decisions and do what they need to do. I'm taking on full emotional responsibility for all these other people, not even paying attention to myself, not practicing self-control. And so once I started realizing these dynamics about myself, I was like, wow, Lord, I need to start getting control of myself. I need to start, you know, setting some boundaries. I need to start letting people reap what they sow. I need to take full responsibility for the resentment in my heart, you know, that I'm feeling, uh, to not live compulsively, to 
cannot live against my own will. If I don't want to help somebody because I don't have the resources to do it, then I don't have to do it. Not living with these expectations upon myself because I'm trying to prove myself. And that's what I did for a lot of times too. A lot of times is I didn't want people to think that I wasn't a good Christian or I was selfish or I didn't love the Lord or I wasn't loving his people. So, you know, I better do these things to prove my worth. Um, in the Christian community, heck, even in my own family, and especially, check this out, especially if my family members weren't following the Lord and they weren't Christian, I was going to prove my Christianity to them. I was going to be, uh, you know, sold out Christian, serve them, be there for them, give to all who ask, you know, let them live with me and do all these things because I was trying to prove to them that I love the Lord in hopes of winning them over for the kingdom of heaven. Oh my gosh, you guys, that is so freaking exhausting. And so once I really started to take ownership for how I was being with people, how I was operating and asking God, really, Lord, help me to be in control of myself, right? Then, and things started to change. And, you know, so I got, I started getting some boundaries in my life and kind of learning about that. Then I learned about shame and how that was impacting my life and asking God to get out from underneath those, the areas of shame in my relationship with him. And that was a big one, you guys. I don't know if you guys ever feel like that, you know, but you, you have a relationship with the Lord, but there's still those areas in your hearts where you don't go there with the Lord because you think he's going to be mad at you or you're not being obedient or whatever. You know what I mean? And um, so you, you keep yourself from the love of God because you are your own judge and jury to yourself. You're not opening yourself up to God in that way. And you're not letting his grace penetrate that. And so you think, oh, I know. And you know, this is what God requires and I'm not doing it. So I'm just going to separate myself from God. I'm going to separate myself from the life giver. I'm going to separate myself from the one who came to die for the very shame that's keeping me from him. Okay. I did all of that. You guys, as a Christian, I finally had to get enough courage and say, you know what, God, you, while I was still a sinner, you died for me. So Lord, start to show me the areas of my heart that I keep isolated from you, that need your love, that need your grace. And as he started to do that, you guys, oh my gosh, the freedom started rushing in like a flood and more and more resources started getting poured into my life. I started reading, um, daring greatly. And I, like I said, um, you know, she, she started to, you know, pinpoint certain emotions and certain, um, you know, if we have injuries, right, then we start to try to protect ourselves from those injuries. And she went over the the, the armor and, and talked about vulnerability. And, and I started taking these ideas and applying it in my relationship with God. And my, it, I mean, you guys, your mind will be so completely blown, um, you know, by just reflecting in this way. And so I was just like, I was on fire and I start sharing these things with people and I start sharing the resources that God's using in my life. And then all of a sudden, here comes the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, and the elders of the church. Who are those people? They are the people in your life who know God's word and, you know, are basically trying to tell you how you're supposed to live your life in Christ, right? They're the ones who know. They have the word of God. They're going to tell you. And so I had people approaching me saying, that's not the Bible. Ashley, don't replace the Bible with that book. And I'm thinking, Y'all don't know me. Do you know that I get up every single day and I read my Bible? Like for the last 13 years, I've been getting up consistently. Not to sit here and toot my own horn, you guys, but I'm just saying, you know, I, it's like knowing yourself, okay? You guys need to know yourself, who you are in your relationship. If you don't know that, you're going to easily fall victim to the accusations of people outside of you, right? If you're not confident in, you know, who you are before the Lord and, and, and what you have going on, when people come at you who don't know you, because these people didn't know me, 
that's the funny thing. People that were coming to me, um, they think they knew me because they were listening to my videos or they were watching stuff. They thought they knew me by what they see, saw her and read about me, but they didn't have a, an intimate relationship with me. Some of these people, I hadn't even talked to them in 15 years. Do you know how much time, you know how much someone can change in 15 years, right? Their perspective. I mean, everything. And so these people are coming at me like they know me. And I'm just like, you don't really know me. You think you know me because of what you see here and read, but isn't that what the devil does? Right? He looks at your life, what you see, what you hear, what you read, you know, and then there, here comes the accusations. And so that's what the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, and, you know, um, what is it? The Pharisees, the elders, and the teachers of the law, those people in your life who see, hear, read, but they don't have an intimate relationship with you. They don't know you. You know, they just make accusations based on what they can see. They have their own conclusions that they come to about your life, you know, and you got to be careful with those people because they come to the wrong conclusions. The Pharisees, the elders, and the teachers of the law, they had the law of God, but they came, the wrong to they came to the wrong conclusion of who Jesus Christ was. They didn't see him as the Messiah and the Savior. Those same people are going to do that to you in your life. They're going to look at your life. They're going to make their little assessments of it, and they're going to be completely off base of who you are. That is why you guys have to be so acquainted with God inside of you, his Holy Spirit, his grace, his love, his light inside your life, how he's healed you, how he's redeemed you. You got to start giving all of that over to him, all, even all of the darkness, all of everything in you that you judge um, apart from God's grace. You got to get that underneath the love that surpasses knowledge. Okay. Your knowledge, knowledge of evil in your life, knowledge of yourself, if it leads you away from him, you got to get that underneath of him. So that way inside yourself, you can be at peace. You can be a whole person because if you don't do that, and when someone comes to you with their accusations and their professional opinions and their assessments and this saith the Lord crap, you're going to fall victim to that. And you guys, I even had friends of mine, friends, people I've known for 11, 12 years, all of a sudden coming to me, trying to tell me that I need to do this and that you need to take that video down. You're going to mislead lead people, right? Or everything I said, they would buffer everything. You can't say that, Ashley. You can't talk like that as if, you know, as if people are, as if, as if people are still infants and, and especially adults and they don't have the ability to to think or make decisions is that you know what i mean is that kind of how the pharisees the elders and the teachers of the law treated other people that were made in their image i know it i know it you don't i need to teach you i need uh, you know what i'm saying do you guys get what i'm trying to paint i'm trying to paint this picture for you and so because of the response that i was getting from those people outside of me right I was like, you know what, God, I don't even want to share my process anymore. I don't want to share the, the the tools or the resources or anything you've brought into my life to get me to this point, because all I'm going to do is get attacked by these people, right? All they're going to do is sit there and judge me and criticize me, pull away from me, you know, accuse me, and I can't handle it. And then the next thought was, Ashley, if you deny the process that I put into your life to heal you, you deny me. And I was like, oh my God. Lord, are you kidding me? Like, I would never want to deny you, Lord. I would never want to deny the process that you've used in my life to bring such great healing into my life. You guys, and that's the motivation of why I do this. I'm telling you, when you have been liberated from the amount of bondage that I was under, you guys, worrying about what people think, you know, living inside my own head and heart, not sharing my life with other people, not getting my needs met, dying to myself, not paying attention, to what was going on inside of me, living for everybody else, living for everyone's expectations, their thoughts, their opinions, and, you know, not pursuing the things that God had put inside of me. You guys, I felt the weight of that. 
for, oh my God, 10 years, my whole stinking life, I'm pretty sure I was doing that. You know, I was worried about what people thought about me ever since, ever since I was young because my parents had such shameful lives. I wanted to prove to people that, you know, they could raise a child, that they could be, you know, you should, okay, you can be ashamed of my parents, but you don't have to be ashamed of their children, right? Like I was going to redeem their reputation um, from the crappy life they lived. And I took that into the church, right? I'm going to prove that, you know, that I'm a good Christian or that God is good. I'm going to make God look good through my life for doing all these things that I think I need to be doing because it's based on your judgments and I've made this person my judge. So I better do everything I think they want me to do so I can win people over for the kingdom. Right. And so anyway, as I was sharing my story guys with people, I was getting attacked by the Christian community. Okay. I was getting attacked by my own close friends, people I thought were going to be around, right. They're criticizing me. You know, but then when I heard that, Ashley, if you deny your process and what I've been using in your life, you deny me. I said, Lord, I will never do that. Right. Like that was enough. You know, I was not going to deny my Lord of the grace that he so graciously poured into my life. How could I do that? He died for those very things that I was ashamed of. And now he's using his grace in its various forms. He's using other people's perspectives. He's using their experiences to transform my life. That, that's to deny his grace. Is that not what the body is supposed to be doing? Are we not all people with a story? Is God's grace not supposed to penetrate inside of you? It's, if his spirit is in you, you have the light of the world in you first. Jesus says he's the light of the world. So the Holy Spirit comes into your heart. So now you've got this light inside of you and he starts to shed light in your heart in those dark areas. And he starts to help you understand how that darkness has kept you, you know, secluded, right? And kept you basically putting yourself, you know, who takes a light and, and puts a bowl over it, right? You know, he, he helps you um, uh, expose those areas in your life that are keeping, you know, keeping you hidden from the rest of the world, you know? And so anyway, I was like, you know what, Lord, I don't want to deny the light that's in me. So you're in me, Lord, and you're shedding light on these areas of my life that kept me in darkness. How could I deny that? Right. And so once I realized this amount of freedom that I really had and the process he brought me through, it was like, Ashley, you need to embrace that. Stop hiding the process that I used in your life to heal you because you're so worried about what these people are going to say about you. Right. You're worried about these Christians who are not intimately involved in your life, who are on the outside, who are making these accusations. Why are you living by the outside again? Why are you trying to internalize their judgments of you? Because that was the pattern I'd been in, you guys, you know. So it, it was a thread that I had realized that was really from the past that God was trying to pull out in this area of my life, you know, internalizing people's judgments. I started doing it as a child. I don't want you guys to judge my parents. I'm going to prove my worth. I was trying to always prove my worth. And so here I am not wanting to show the worth that God's put inside me because you were judging it as wrong, right? There I am again, trying to get my validation from the outside world. And the Lord was like, no, Ashley, if you do that, you deny me. And so... I knew I never wanted to reject his name or, or his word, right? I never wanted to reject anything that he had done, right? I didn't want to reject being with him like Peter did. You guys remember before the rooster crowed, you know, they took him away and, and they said you were with him and he was like, no, I was never with that man. How am I going to deny being with my Lord? Like seriously, you know what I mean? The one who's been there for me when everyone else scattered in that way, right? Or, you know, the things that 
had shaped me that only he knew about that needed his light. How could, how could I deny him? You know what I mean? And so, um, I'm going to read a couple notes to you guys, um, about that whole thing. So how could I, how could I reject sharing the process that he brought me through? Right. He has equipped me, changed me, challenged me, humbled me, matured me, right? The way he relates to me changed me and I should need permission to share that from others. I thought the body was God's grace in its various forms. I thought God's purpose of sending his son was to show that I'm not defined by sin in me um, or outside of me, but by the grace, truth, and process that Jesus offers to individuals every single day, right? And then I was like, Lord, why am I ashamed of the grace that you've so lavishly poured out on me? And why was that, you guys? As I already said, because the way that the Pharisees think, okay, let's, let's talk about this. How did the Pharisees relate to people, right? Um, how did the Pharisees treat people when their sin was exposed? Okay. Um, they would say, oh, you know, you were steeped in sin at birth. Uh, stone her. She's an adulteress. Right. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. Uh, they never knew the people that, you know, were going through this, so to speak. They didn't really know who this woman was. They just knew the sin that she had, but they didn't know, um, the things that led to those things in her life. They didn't know that her pain and her hurt and her rejections and those things, you guys, those things impact us. The things that you've been through in your life have wounded you in some type of way, formed your personality, you know, formed, formed the way you look at life and, and what, how you either, you know, withhold yourself or whatever, all of that stuff matters, you know, and, and, that's the place that Jesus meets us at. It's in those intimate places. He knows, he he's he knows everything, you know. And so, I had to realize, you know, the way the Lord is related to me with knowledge of my sin has been so different than how other people would relate to me. You know, people in the church. You know, I remember when I would be sharing different things in my life that I was struggling with, and they would say, "Oh yeah, we, like we knew that about you, right?" Instead of saying you know, I can relate to you, Ashley. Yeah, I've been there. You know, I thought like that. It was, yeah, we knew that, right? It just, they would just use it as a way, all the judgments they were already using on my life, it just, it just puffed them up in some weird, sick way, right? Like, oh yeah, we knew that. Like, oh, our discernment is so on point now because you just confirmed it through your confession. Seriously? You guys, we cannot relate to each other like that anymore. We got to learn to relate to each other the same way Christ has in, in our sin and in our shame and not be afraid to share the healing that God has brought because of how people respond when you expose it, right? When you start to expose your life and you start to expose the things in your life that God has used to heal you, you know, people are going to have all kinds of opinions about you, right? And, you know, people had all kinds of opinions of who they thought Jesus was. The Pharisees thought they knew who he was, but they didn't know crap. You know, they thought they knew because they had the word of God, but they didn't have the heart of God. Right. And so we've got to learn to get the heart of God. And the only way you're going to get the heart of God is to let the heart of God be in you first. Let him relate to you in those places that you need it the most. Right. Don't deny being with him. Don't deny your shame. Don't deny the things that he came to die for. And as you embrace that and you ask him, you guys are, you guys have to go outside of yourself sometimes to get the things that you need. That's what I had to do. It's like, Lord, if I knew how to do this, I'd be doing it. If I knew how to get out of shame, I would do it. Right. It, it, I didn't even know what shame was. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know what condemnation was. Do you guys know what condemnation is? 
You know how it says God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him? Condemnation, you guys, is just pointing out you're wrong, right? Proving you're wrong. Do you do that in your own mind? Is that not what the enemy does? He comes to you, comes to us accusations. He only knows us from the outside. He doesn't know your thoughts. He doesn't know anything. That's why Jesus says, greater is he who is in you than he is in the world. People in the world don't only know what they see, hear, and read, right? They don't know anything else but the surface of you. But are you not more, are you not more than what people can see, right? Don't you have places of yourself that have impacted you that nobody knows about, that only Jesus knows? Like, come on, you guys, get real with yourself. Get real with him. He's not going to condemn you for those things. And I, I had to learn the hard way in that way. You know, and so now I'm just like, you know what, God, I'm not going to deny my process. I'm going to walk people through my process. I'm going to share with you guys the things that God has brought into my life that has redeemed my life in such powerful ways. So I can sit on this podcast, share my process with you guys in hopes of you guys getting some liberating freedom in your life. And you know what? People are always going to make judgments. People are always going to have opinions, whatever, right? I got to learn to scorn my shame. You guys do too. Jesus did the same thing. What does scorning your shame mean? You don't pay attention to it. You don't pay attention to it because it doesn't rule your life, right? You've learned how to get underneath God's grace right? You're, you're not, you're not under the judgment of yourself or the judgment of other people. You're underneath the judgment, so to speak of God, which he hasn't even judged you yet because you ain't dead. Right? So we're not, we're underneath the grace and love of God, the truth of God. We let him transform us. We let us, we let him change our perspective. Right? So anyway, you guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope I didn't ramble on too much. I hope, I hope I communicated very clearly embracing your purpose and not denying your process. That was the revelation of May 2019. I'm excited to see what I had for June to share with you guys because I really want to inspire and empower you guys to to dig into your life this way to get the healing that God wants to give. And don't deny what he's going to use to do it. If you ask and he brings a person or a book into your life, you better utilize it. So anyway, you guys, I love you. I better get off here. I will see you tomorrow and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day.